Hey, so uh, you know what I just uh, thought of yesterday? No. Um, I remembered we're sort of close to coming up on the four-year anniversary of this, but I remembered the Peter Pan ride. Oh, no. This is a good story if Frank's never heard it. So, Frank, Uh so when we went down to uh, Mania in Orlando in 2017, uh, we did we did the Disney parks beforehand, and uh, Mike Pazuz and I we got like the the late night uh, pass for Magic Kingdom, right? So it's Hell probably yeah. like eleven p.m. We've re- we've we've uh, wrote a few things so far, and then we go on to the Peter Pan ride. And so as we're waiting, there's this family in front of us from like from the South, like Tennessee, Alabama, like just judging on their accents, right? And so the the parents are sort of having an argument with the kids. There's there's two kids, a boy and a girl, girls and like a teenager. Right. And she's sort of she's sort of like talking back to the dad, having like just like a like a teenager like moment. Right. And the dad begins to get fed up with what is happening and, and her talking back to him. And she's just complaining about like not wanting to do the ride and just, you know, nonsense. And Why is it a two-hour wait? It's not even that good. <laughs> and then eventually, he goes, Hurr! and spanks her on the ass. Oh, now, no. She, this girl is about 15 or 16. She is too old to be spanked in public. Yeah. Right? And she, she just straightens up. She freezes up. She is like livid embarrassed traumatized for the rest of the night the son is not saying a word the wife is like mortified that this just happened in public in disney world in front of a lot of people on this ride and so nobody is talking to the father anymore and so he is just like trying to make conversation with them so he's like he's like looking around and he's like this is a classic ride and then like there's like this like can, little, can you believe like, they <laughs> can you believe they made the whole room for the kill? I can't believe it. There's like dude, it's like we're like, in the bedroom. Yeah, there's like the the Tinkerbell is like flying by and like ringing a bell against the wall, and he's like, oh man, look at that. That's pretty wild. You kids see that? And like the daughter's just like, I want to fucking die. I want to. I want to die. I'm like. It is. It, I, I and thought it, of it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. interactive, and he's like, "Come on, come do it. Come on, come try it." <laughs> and like, yeah, and like oh, when no. you walk, when you walk by, you can put your hand up and like ring the shadow bell that's on the wall. And he's like, he's like, "Come on, kids, like let's I, do it. Let's do it." And they're just like, "Dad, fuck you." Like, <laughs> Chris, but, I love how yeah. you're explaining the interactivity of the Peter Pan cue. Like, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. In case, the, <laughs> but in case the listeners don't know. Fuck the listeners if they don't know about the queue at the Peter Pan ride. <laughs> but the but the and <gasps> that noise the no yes <gasps> the, the noise and the <laughs> oh, and like I think he quickly realized that he had made a mistake in doing that because he's like oh, like no. thirty seconds later he's like this is a classic ride. I remember when I first rode Peter Pan. <laughs> I gotta work on my southern draw, but and I just remember, I just, I just remember, um, Mike, myself, and Pazuz like tensing up when it happened, and like, just like looking at each other with the same look. I think your, I think your dad mouthed to us, "Holy shit!" Yeah, 
<laughs> I think Vazoo's mouthed that to us, if I remember correctly. And no, yeah, I think he went. I think he went. Poor fucking girl. I know. Uh, I hope she got far away from home. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the Peter Pan ride. And now, our feature presentation. It's Tuesday, you know what that means. Welcome to another edition of Feature Presentation. My name is Frankie Fremonti, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Mike Hawkins. Listen, kid, there are two things you don't know about the Earth. One is me, and the other is Feature Presentation. And a returning Chris Prakowski. Sorry, but I'm a vegetarian. And if those intros didn't give it away, this week, Godzilla Final Wars. I gotta tell you, buddy, I feel Mike, like the name stole of the episode my, would give it away more line. than those quotes. You know, guys, sometimes you're gonna suspend disbelief and make it feel like they're just listening blindly. But I, I guess you guys just want to ruin all my fun. It's cool. Uh, Guys, Godzilla Final Wars, which is basically Destroy All Monsters, but yeah, it, it's like, the exact cooler. plot of Destroy All Monsters. It's it's got more human fight or mutant superhuman fighting action, but like yeah, it's the same thing, just way cooler, maybe. Well, if you remember two weeks ago on our Destroy All Monsters episode, I did say that Destroy All Monsters and Final Wars they're like poetry; they rhyme. Godzilla does, in fact, rhyme with Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> So Godzilla Final Wars, I had picked this film for our March of the Monsters because this was, first of all, both the 50th anniversary of Godzilla. This was released in 2004, but also it was the final chapter of the Toho Godzilla story. This film closed the book and there wasn't another Toho Godzilla film to to even be mentioned until a decade later, which we'll touch on next week but i thought this was a good way to kind of get a a good vibe for a different era because obviously you know destroy all monsters was in the 60s this was in 2004 things changed a little bit so unfortunately we jumped over the 90s godzilla which i love but i thought that this was a good way to encapsulate the the new millennium godzillas which and which 90s godzilla was that we, we break it down the matthew broderick one you know frank it was really nice last week when it was just the two of us yeah, it was nice not having a Zilla fan hanging out, just doing the deal. So, Chris, how did you feel when your beloved Zilla got destroyed and thrown into the Sydney Opera House while some some forty one played? <laughs> uh, you mean while we're all to blame played? I I was losing my mind. I got fired up as hell. Yes, that that scene hits and you get you get so fired up. It's so great, and the song only plays for. About Zilla gets 27 owned, seconds. And then it immediately stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it plays for 27 seconds, and somehow some 41 got like the highest billing. Like, yes, they, yeah, they were in the title open, credits. Those opening credits roll, and it's like some 41, but you can't read them because that was. <laughs> no, it's impossible good, to read. They, like, they chose. They chose the worst font, and all you see is some forty-one for like half a second, and you're like, "Oh shit, some forty-one's gonna be a big part of this." Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's going through, and it's like Masahiro Matsuyoka, 
Ray Kukukawa. Some 41. <laughs> well, it's a very little known fact that Derek from Some 41 was in the Kumanga costume for this film. Really? How about that? No. No. Oh. So, guys, I love Godzilla Final Wars. What, what did you two think since this was your both of your first exposures to it? I'm a little upset that they killed my boy Manda so early on. But other than that, I fucking loved it because it's two hours and five minutes and there's about a 30 second break right before there's like a motorcycle fight. And that's the only downtime of the movie. There's like a couple of people talking and then there's a motorcycle fight and it just doesn't stop. And it it's tremendous how nonstop it's either monsters fighting like a military unit or a military unit fighting aliens or like hand to hand combat or like Don Fry with a samurai sword or, you know, Frank, Frank, I got to cut you off. Cause I just realized something we haven't read. We haven't had Chris read the plot yet. We're getting all fired up about it. Oh man. We still haven't even covered the plot. Okay. Spoiler alert. Don Fry gets a samurai sword. <laughs> Godzilla Final Wars from 2004, directed by, I, I'm going to butcher this name, Ryui Kitamura. Humanity fi finally rids themselves of Godzilla, imprisoning him in an icy tomb at the South Pole. All is peaceful until various monsters emerge to lay waste to Earth cities. Overwhelmed, humanity is seemingly saved by a race of benevolent aliens known as Exilians? Zillions? I don't know. But not all is what it seems with these bizarre visitors. If humanity wishes to survive, they must reluctantly resurrect their most hated enemy, Godzilla. So, like, there's a motorcycle fight, and, like, Don Fry gets a samurai sword, and, like, King Caesar uses Anguirus as, like, a soccer ball, and mm -hmm. Godzilla, like, goalie, like, blocks He goes Anguirus to make the save. From, mm -hmm. He, like, makes a, a goalie save... But it's he also uses his scene. tail to hit a home run. Yes, it's a full-on sports scene. It's to, like, protect Mount Fuji, I think. Mm -hmm. Either that or, like, they totally shot that out of order and I'm making stuff up. <laughs> but, like, it's fucking wacky as hell. There's, like, um, Monster X comes down and is, like, a fucking Mewtwo. It looks like they stole it straight from Pokemon, the first mm -hmm. movie. Guys, this movie rules. It has everything. Everything. Frank, Frank, what about Masakatsu Funaki? It has wrestling, MMA, and apparently acting legend Funaki. <laughs> Not that Funaki. And I no. also couldn't get Masakatsu out because I knew I was going to butcher it if I tried to do it while I was just yelling. But he's in it and fucking Don Fry's Don in Fry. it. Looking like M. Bison with a mustache. It's fucking great. Chris, what did you think? But also, I do want to add uh, the the little child who is with his grandfather or father and uh, and Manila the the entire time. His name is Kenta. So this is this is the young Kenta. There's even more wrestling in this. This is oh, no. Kenta before he fought Brian Danielson. <laughs> uh, two years later, mm -hmm. he hit a growth spurt. So, Chris, what did you think of this? Um, I think it's a batshit insane movie. 
it never stops. It's it's just nonstop crazy. Um, I, I I certainly like it. Um, I, I'm not I'm not rating it as high as you guys are, but uh, I certainly like it. I think like I think it's about 35 minutes too long. Yeah, there is all of the human. I don't like any of the human stuff. What about uh, the mutant stuff? Oh, I don't like the mutant stuff either. The entire humans, just like destroy you, all monsters, you, the human subplot fucking stinks. You didn't like just give the me. I watch fight? these movies so I can watch fucking kaiju fights. I I don't want to. Oh, see you these. didn't get enough kaiju fights in Final Wars where it had like I, oh, twenty no, no, different I monsters in it, and fights. one of them also, was played by the singer of Sum Forty One, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly that you made up. Um, I like no, I liked all the kaiju fights. They're incredible. That that's what makes this movie great. But also, and also like half of it looks like it's like Sharknado. Um, uh, in terms of like the quality at the beginning, I don't know what happened at the beginning of the movie where the like it just looks bad. And then it was two thousand four. It's called film. (laughs) It's called film. Um. Uh, but I don't care for like all these fucking matrix fights with the mutants and the aliens. I don't give a shit. They do it on motorcycles. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Did... Cool. Yeah, they're fighting on a motorcycle. Two <laughs> motorcycles and they won. It's sick. I'm we... it's a samurai sword. It's fucking can we... great. Can we talk about the first? There's a, there's a few um, there are a few black people in the movie. The first one though is a pimp who tries to murder a cop. <laughs> yeah, their their version of New York City is interesting. I was gonna say it was the eighties, but yeah, it's also no, it's two thousand four. It's also the aughts, so never mind. Is that is aughts the right term? The pimp in New York City is dressed like Kramer. When he gets the pin, <laughs> when he gets the Cadillac, um, and he takes his gun out and tries to tr- tries to murder a police officer, um, it, 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 yeah, it's it's it, it's <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like <sighs> its view of race isn't great. <laughs> Just uh, so I do have, there's an important question to ask. Did you watch the subtitled version or the dub? Because I oh, ended no, up it, watching. So I I ended up renting it on on uh, Apple, uh, on on iTunes or whatever. Uh, I didn't want to watch it on Crackle with ads. Um, I told you you could use my Voodoo. I well, you didn't send it to me. I forgot that there was this movie. You didn't ask for it. Yeah, you didn't well, ask for it. Yeah, well, so you watched I, it eight minutes ago. So I so I um was watching it and at first they were just speaking in Japanese with no subtitles and I was like oh no 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 and so I had to like manually go and put subtitles on. Yeah, I I had uh I was trying to watch a sub, which then it, at the first one I tried to watch had subtitles was going well, but then like every time every time Don Fry was speaking in English, mm-hmm. it would be dubbed over in Japanese and then not show up on the subtitle. So I had no idea what Don Fry was saying. So I had to close out of that. The other one that I found uh, just kept crashing. 
Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, watching it on Crackle with the ads, and that was a, a full English dub, which oh. like, was, it was unfortunate, but I was at the point where I was like, I I'm not, I'm, can't even ask Mike for a thing. I, I'm fed up. I'm just going to watch this because it's in front of me right now. And plus, oh. I'm definitely going to revisit it at some point, and then I'll, I'll watch it with subtitles. I'll get it from Mike at that point. Speaking of dubs, uh, back to the pimp scene, the uh, the cop is inexplicably dubbed over. And that continues a trend that happens in Destroy All Monsters, where the only, like, in Destroy All Monsters, the only American speaker is dubbed over. <laughs> and clearly, like, saying the words, but yeah. even that's not, they don't even sync that up right. Right, right. Like, he's saying the, you can see, there's points where he's saying the exact line that they're dubbing. right. And they're but it's not just delayed. trying. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do not want to sync that boy up. They're like, ah, yeah. they get it. <laughs> ah, too much work. Uh, they get it. They, 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 they get the gist. He talks. He speaks in a so Oh, Chris, and the other the like other the... the other African American person in that pimp scene is a home a drunk homeless man. And he's just antagonizing the police yeah. officer with him. It's view of race isn't great. I, I know it's not in their defense. I'm not trying to defend them, <laughs> but I will say it is Japan. So I feel Completely. like they're, they're just going and like, oh, New York, get get people that look American. Truer words have never been spoken. It is Japan. Like that, that's what I think. I think they were just like, find Americans, find people that can pretend to be American. Mm-hmm. Or pretend to be Australian, or pretend to be Canadian. Oh, oh, but um, in I mean, it's also in terms of the movie, I fucking hate the ending because fucking Manila is all over it. <laughs> fuck Manila, get the fuck out of here. I did find Manila riding in a tiny car with a small dude. Him small sitting Japanese in the passenger, him sitting in the passenger seat, absolutely killed me. With his it, hands well, and the, the best part of that banging on the dash. The best part is when the truck pulls up and the shot is from in front of the truck. So if you forget for a minute that it's in Japan and the steering wheel is on the other side, it looks like Manila is getting out of the driver's seat. And the thought of him driving it's this truck the is incredible. Maybe the one redeeming Manila scene in the entire franchise. It's the one thing where I was like, I'm so happy to see Manila right now because he is so big in that little, little car. So we talked about the the human plot and how Chris didn't like it. Um, I'm definitely a fan of it in this movie. I like it, like the weird, like 2004 sort of ripping off the Matrix. There's mutant, uh, sort of ripping off the Matrix, completely (laughs) ripping off the Matrix with like the mutant fights and everything. And I, I love the human stuff in this. Um, but with that said, what do we think about the monsters? What do we think about, uh, especially because we've, we've jumped, you know, 40 years, 40 years. Since, the la- since the last Godzilla movie that we watched. So yeah. what do you think about the the monsters, the costumes, the variety, the, appearance, the appearances, the cameos? Because they try to wedge everybody in here. What do we think? And also, before we even get to that, Chris, what did you think about the big twist, the big reveal with Monster X? turning out to be Ghidorah because Frank texted me freaking out. Yeah. I, I lost my mind when monster X uh, transformed into its true form. Kaiser Ghidorah. Uh, it, 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 that ruled. Mm-hmm. That was the best. 
Um, the Monster X design, I think, is really cool too. I like the is. Monster X. I like Monster X a lot, and, and I thought I, I love uh, the way this this Godzilla design. Mm-hmm. He looks. I, I like this suit a lot too. He looks badass. Awesome. Yeah, especially the way like I, I'm sure it's like an animatronic or something that gets like the head to open the way it does. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It looks so cool, like when he roars and the mouth opens wide and you peer into the mouth. And like you, you basically see like the detail of the the in the inside of his his face. It's so cool. Now, Frank, um, one of your favorite boys showed up. I mean, most of my favorite boys showed up. But I'm talking about one in particular. One real loser showed up. <laughs> I mean, well, Manda got killed in the first scene, which I would never call Manda a loser. I would never call Manda a loser. They really played him like he was a loser, though, killing him with a fucking drill. Goddamn! But he, but he looked pretty sick. Oh, he looked so cool. He should have also. I do want to mention because the drill, you know, it was established was the Gotengo, and there was the whole thing where Don Fry. It turned out he was on the original Gotengo when they submerged mm-hmm. Godzilla into the South Pole and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys recall. But during the Destroy All Monsters uh, episode, I had explained how Destroy All Monsters was released in a double feature with a re-release of the film Atragon. And Atragon is what Mando was from. The Gotengo uh, is also bell, yeah. the Gotengo was also from Atragon. That's oh, like so- a, a big key component of Atragon. So this film, because it was the 50th anniversary and because it was kind of putting a bow on the franchise because they felt like they had done everything they could do. They continued to work in stuff from the past, like Atragon in the opening montage when they're talking about like all the monsters from like overtime and everything. And they show like quick clips of like a lot of the ones that aren't in this movie. One of the shots is of one of the Gargantuas from War of the Gargantuas, which is not a Godzilla film, but this kind of retroactively made that film canon also. There's a lot of that with Final Wars that I think is awesome that it kind of tries to, to tie together the whole Toho Kaiju universe. But anyway, so what, what we were saying though, Frank, not Manda, who was the other monster? Who's your other boy who showed my up? Boy, my boy, Ebera. Mm-hmm. Got his claw fucked up. Uh, I was real nervous that they killed him because it seemed like they killed him. And also that's about where my stream crashed and I had to switch over. So I was a little uh, perturbed at the time. So I thought maybe my boy died, Thought maybe he got fish fried. But all they did was break his claw. And then he came back as an evil motherfucker later in the movie. And I was like, yeah, Ebera's back. I thought he was zombie Ebera, but you know. So I'll have to send you guys some great behind the scenes footage. Um, The Blu-ray has like a 17 minute feature, but then there's also like a four minute YouTube feature that I'll have to send you guys. His costume is so great because, you, you know, you only see like, the little like lobster chest and head and claws like peering over the buildings. Right. The lower half is just a dude's legs in like red spandex. <laughs> and it's so funny seeing overhead shots of him just like walking around. Like it looks like something out of Kaiju Big Battle. It's so funny. Um, one of my favorite introductory scenes in this, when they're kind of like rolling through like every monster showing up, is Rodan showing up in New York City. Yeah. I think that scene is incredible. Like with the full moon. And him swooping around, and then he lands on the building, and he's like mm-hmm. honk honk, and flapping <laughs> his wings and everything. It's it's so badass. So, I. It's funny you say that. Uh, one of the only 
things besides Zilla that I thought didn't look that great was when he the like the fire at the very beginning of that when he like kills the 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 pimp and the cop mm-hmm. he like blows fire kills the pimp and cop mm-hmm. and then the rest of that scene looks awesome like when yeah. he's flying around and destroying buildings the way Rodan destroys buildings I, I was all in but I the mean, fire looks bad a a lot of these these initial scenes with like Rodan and Angerus and Zilla and King Caesar like they look real bad with everything that's going on like the people running away and the actual like action of them destroying the cities it they look they don't look good um no, but man, then like that the scenes. just sorry? your boy just your boy looks bad no i thought he was actually like he everything looked else the best sweet. we should <laughs> also just because we keep mentioning zilla and we talked about the scene <laughs> with him getting destroyed in sydney while some 41 plays but we, we haven't just mentioned in case, you know, you haven't seen it. Zilla is the TriStar US Grey Godzilla. Yep. It is a fully CGI, uh, shitty looking version of it who mm-hmm. gets very quickly killed by Godzilla. And yeah. then the lead mutant makes a joke about how oh, I, oh, I knew all he was good for was eating tuna. <laughs> um, yeah, uh I, I think I think King Caesar sucks. I don't like him. He's a little too King Caesar is really cool. He's not in this. Yeah. Like uh, I sent I sent Frank the other day of like a toy based on like the original costume from his original appearance. Uh-huh. He's much cooler there. In this, he's like lean and there's that thing with like his ears like popping up and then he plays soccer. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Um, he looks <laughs> I think Mike, I think you'll appreciate this. He looks like if Ralph the dog did just way too many drugs. <laughs> yep, I can see it. That's what he looks like in this movie. Oh, speaking of Ralph, um, Chris, we decided last week uh, <laughs> that we're, we're doing um, we're going to be doing a full Muppet Month. Uh, okay. If you want the details, just listen to last week's episode. We, we decided the dates and the films and everything. So uh, check that out. You think we're out. joking too? We're not. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. I think our boy Angerus had an incredible showing in this film. Angerus rules. Hell yeah. I think all like the the wild bouncing around stuff was tremendous. The mutant does call him an armadillo. Mm -hmm. Or or was it a... No, I I think it was one of the... um, One of the... I was thinking the mutant leader, but I think it was one of the generals. Like like Don Fry or somebody, I think, calls him an armadillo. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Angerus was awesome in this i think he borderline stole the show granted i'm biased because he is my boy but him bouncing around and rolling everywhere and getting kicked like a soccer ball was awesome. i'm very happy that i, I believe we're an all angerous positive podcast yeah we, this he's a pro he's pod. he was like he was absolutely the star of, of uh final wars speaking of angerous there is one scene that <sighs> i have to bring up it was upsetting to me but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. When the monsters are first appearing everywhere and Angerus shows up in, I believe, China, there is a news report that a child sees while the child is sitting on the floor playing with Sofubi vinyl kaiju toys. And he's sitting on the floor playing with those. With chocolate and all over his face. Inexplicably. He's Augustus Gloop. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, that's definitely what they think Americans are. Like, for sure. They're not wrong either. From Vancouver, if you pay attention, but also... Yeah, that's great for the listeners, Frank. So... We said no more visual gags in the open, not during the pod. So the kid is playing with the toys, and he has one of them beating up another, and Mm -hmm. he throws it into the fire, and he goes, get out of here, loser! And that was a turtle that was a Gamera toy. And that breaks my heart, that in this final Godzilla film, they felt the need to, to shit on Gamera. That hurt me. That cut me deep. The 90s Gamera trilogy are three of the best kaiju films ever made. I highly recommend them to both of you and anyone listening that cares. And for them to, to go out of their way to, to try to cause, cause distress to Gamera, who does nothing but protect the universe and also the children, I think was just uncalled for. Especially he was a child, like... How dare you disrespect your own protector? Mm-hmm. He you bit the hand shit. that feeds. You little son of a bitch. Chris Gamera is a turtle. Uh, yeah. Uh, alternatively, uh, Kumonga is pretty cool. Kumonga is a spider. Yeah. Oh, what'd you think about him and his webs? It wasn't just silly string this time. What'd you and think webs? about that? Right, it was like yellow ropes. Hell and then it was a net. There's just too much. To there's just too much Manila in this movie. I don't think there's there's all that much Manila. There's so there's much not Manila. Manila for like him to be the payoff at the end. Like, so I don't he, get why that's Manila why matters. there's too much. He doesn't matter the entire fucking movie. And then he's what like, hey, hey, he, don't he's do going this. off with his don't dad. Do this. Oh, you don't like the scene where Manila stands there with his arms out, and then the kid stands there with his arms out like Manila? You don't like that? No, I hated it. For some reason, Manila has this kinship with the children, like throughout the franchise, and I don't know if it's because he's a child himself. I I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I think you nailed it with that. It's because he's the little child, so he's one with the children. That, like, I, I thought it was surface level, easy to get. That's it. He sucks. Fuck Manila. You know who doesn't suck? You like that segue? It's good. Godzilla. Uh, Chainsaw Gigan. Fucking. Oh, we gotta yeah. talk about Gigan. There's a what? lot to talk about with Gigan because, first of all, they're both kills for Gigan. When Gil- Gigan gets killed, I mean, not killed because he's like an android, but like mm-hmm. both times, the one where, I mean, both times his head falls off. <laughs> it's awesome, but like updated Gigan with the saws for hands is sick. Also, we haven't spoken about Mothra. Mothra, big Fuck Mothra fans. Chris, you said that during Destroy All Monsters, you said get Worm Mothra out of here. I want Moth Mothra, and this time that's all it was. There was no worm. Correct. It was Moth Mothra, and I loved it. How she. upset were you? Yeah, she. How upset were you when Gigan cut off a piece of Mothra's wing? Uh, devastated. I was very upset. You don't want to see harm brought to Mothra. No, she's never hurt anybody. Chris, there is, I don't know if you're aware, there is from the 90s a Mothra trilogy. Uh huh. That if you're a Mothra fan, I very much recommend, especially if you could like find someone who has it on their voodoo or something. <laughs> but in 1996, there was Rebirth of Mothra. Mm-hmm. In 97, 
there was Rebirth of Mothra 2. And then in 98 was Rebirth of Mothra 3. And these Rebirth of Mothras are awesome. I'm a big fan. Isn't Mothra for the children also? Yes, Mothra's big time for the children. <laughs> and it's crazy because Rebirth of Mothra gets so buck wild that there's an armored Mothra. Oh, shit. Mothra needs to protect the people so much that Mothra donned some armor, which how I just sent you both a picture of. How does Mothra not have armor fighting Chainsaw Gigan? Like, how, how do you forget your armor when you're fighting a dude with chainsaw arms? She left it at home. She left it at the, the twins borrowed it. Those Fuck those fairies. I know you do hate the fairies. I hate them so much. Frank, go look at the picture of Armin Mothra. It'll make you feel better. Look at the picture of fucking Armin Mothra. Fucking stupid, <laughs> stupid fucking... So I, I've told this to Frank before, but... Um, oh, shit. Armin Mothra looks sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've told this... I've told this to Frank before, but Rebirth of Mothra on DVD was one of the first two DVDs I ever bought. I went to, up the street, I went to The Wiz, which, Chris, you remember The Wiz, right? The store, not the film. Yeah, yeah, I remember The Wiz. Frank I'm didn't The Wiz! It. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I went to The Wiz and bought my two first ever DVDs, which were Pokemon, the first movie, and uh -huh. Rebirth of Mothra. And I'll never forget it. Guys, Gigan cool had chainsaw arms. It was sick. Yeah, the chainsaw arms rule. Uh, all all of the kaiju fights rule in this movie. They're uh, incredible. There's not enough of them. I'd say there's a pretty big amount of them. Yeah, and it should be like the whole movie. But you need you need a plot. I it can't just plot, be two hours of them fighting. I I disagree. The plot can be these monsters don't like each other. <laughs> Mike, as somebody that has high hopes for Godzilla versus Kong, they probably didn't need a plot for this one. Just, just monster fights. Buddy, I got to tell you, my hopes are really starting to go no. down a bit for Godzilla oh, versus Kong. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. My excitement level isn't. But, like, my hopes of it being, like, good, I don't know. Why is that? I th I think I, I think part of it is because I've seen enough shitty looking toys of the Mechagodzilla design that have me nervous. Oh, yeah, I saw the Funko Pop and I was. Oh, the Funko not Pop happy. sucks. I was it's not rough. happy. I was not happy with the Funko Pop, and I was pissed because I have not. I have been specifically not looking for spoilery shit. Then, oh man, I guess I probably shouldn't have said that. I mean, I know you know, but I probably shouldn't have said that like two you, weeks before the movie. You can cut it out. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous just because that Funko Pop fucked me up, and uh, that that ain't fucking. Ha have you seen the other? Have you seen the what? That ain't fucking Mecha Godzilla. Have you seen thing? like the? Have you seen the other toys, like Frank? Like not just the pop, because the pop is like especially. This bad. pop is no, dog shit. I haven't. I haven't been looking. I'll I'll send you a picture so you can get at least like a better idea because the the pop a realistic idea because especially the pop is the pop. but especially because like the one picture of the pop is like the drawing and it it yeah, like it doesn't have any depth. It's like that I mean, rendering shit. Like, mind you, like, the Playmates toy line is really bad, too. But, like, I think you'll get a better idea with this picture than than with the pop. Yeah, that's that's what I saw. 
Why are why are his oh, that's arms what, that's so what you saw. You were, yeah, no. You weren't you weren't looking at the pop. You were looking at that. I saw the pop as well. The pop sucks. Why are his arms so yeah. long? Yeah, the better to grab things with. I'm not. I'm not feeling that at all. They they can improve on Godzilla. You think they're not going to make his arms longer? That's a good point. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, like I said, like this toy line is bad. So like, it, and the pop is ugly. So it's hard to to really get a a, a good idea of it. Um, you know, you guys know those figural keychains that I really like, like the blind bag ones that I sent you. Yeah. Yes. There's Godzilla versus Kong ones, and there's a Mecha Godzilla in that, which I just sent you guys a picture of also, which. I mean, I think it's a little more promising. I don't know. I, I'm a little a little weary. I'm still very excited for the movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't need, if, like, if the rumor, a great film. I'm excited yeah, no, to see. If the rumor that that Godzilla and Kong fight that's in the trailer is, like, 18 minutes long, if that's true, I am so amped for it. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't need, like, I don't, the 2014 one, I think, was really good. King of the Monsters, I think, was really fun, but I wouldn't call it, like, a great movie or anything. So, like, I, I don't... I, I just need, like, Kong and Godzilla, like, fighting each other and then fighting a robot Godzilla, which is what we're going to get. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't need... I'm not asking a lot, you know? I'm still very excited. Yeah, I don't need to watch Millie Bobby Brown and, and Walter White <laughs> run around and, or whoever the fuck's in Is there. Cranston back in this? I hope he died cares yeah okay yeah sure okay gives a fuck again you you want to talk about the motherfuckers in final war i'm gonna talk about the motherfuckers in the legendary pictures they all suck at least the final wars guys have motorcycle fights and don fry (laughs) but you know you know who is in the new one though Millie bobby brown as don fry no shit (laughs) yeah she she puts on a fake mustache and then, and then, and goes, and then some woman goes, would you hit a woman? you don't know about Earth. Would you hit a woman? And she goes, yeah, sorry, sweetheart. So the two people that I do want to shout out that are in this are, in Godzilla vs. Kong, are Brian Tyree Henry. Mm. But, the, but the weird one is Alexander Skarsgård. Reprising his role from whatever the fuck he was in. Was he in the Legend of Tarzan? No. No, okay. Is he going to be Tarzan in this? Yeah, it's Godzilla versus Kong versus Mechagodzilla versus Tarzan. Sick. Tarzan, like, climbs out of King Kong's fur. He wakes up from a nap. He goes, oh, what did I miss? And then he gets involved in the battle. Again, you're not deterring me from enjoying that that movie or that scene. That would be sick. I'm not trying to. I was making a joke. Just making sure. But like Tarzan waking up and crawling out of King Kong's fur. I'm in. Do it. Sign me up. Kept talking about Chainsaw Gigan because Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we talk about how he dies. Because it's it's maybe the greatest thing I've seen. No, we didn't talk about how he dies. How he shoots. Okay. I, I said two he gets his saws. head chopped off twice. Yeah, two buzzsaw things, no, no, no. and then they come it, back you need and to chop his head off. He shoots. No. Allow me to paint the picture. 
Chainsaw Guy Gans fighting Mothra. Already cuts a piece of Mothra's wing off. Mm-hmm. He's got the upper hand. He's going for it. He shoots two little buzzsaws out of his chest. Mothra dodges them. Gigan then laser blasts Mothra to try to kill Mothra or kills Mothra. I don't fucking remember. That's not important. What's important is there's a big explosion. Chainsaw Gigan turns around like he's fucking getting introduced in an episode of Power Rangers. And it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then the two buzzsaws come back and chop his head off from behind. And then he dies. And I left for 20 minutes. It's the best. He does a, a full fucking Power Rangers, like, look at me! <laughs> Dead! It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I can't believe, like, you guys just wanted to gloss over how he died. Oh, yeah, he gets his head chopped off. No, it's amazing. God. <laughs> I mentioned Don Fry gets a samurai sword because it's fucking sweet. Yeah. This movie rules. And Don Fry is, like, pretty horny in it. His like second well, yeah, scene. He spends all that time on the Gotengo chasing after monsters. But he's his like second scene. Uh, he, he walks recruited. in and sees like this this like lady like scientist, and he's like, "Nice job." So, do we have anything else that we want to cover for Godzilla: Final Wars? I mean, I'll. I think you should post the entire Gigan death scene as like a slide. You know what? How about you post it? How about you post something on the Instagram? Why would I do that when you do all the heavy lifting? <laughs> <laughs> also, does, is Manila supposed to like get big at one point and then he just like later in the movie isn't? He gets no, he bigger at big. the end. Is he still, but doesn't he get smaller and then he's big at the end again? No, he gets big and he's like half Godzilla's size. Godzilla's huge in this movie and I love it. I do like a big Godzilla. Have you ever seen a Godzilla size chart? No. I have. Or well, maybe I'll, I have. I'll send you one. So what's your ratings for Godzilla Final Wars? Chris, do you want to go first since you said that yours is uh, less than ours and is also uh, consequently inaccurate? I think I'm putting it at... No, you guys go, for, go first because I'm, I'm, I'm torn on what to put it at. Well, Mike and I both have the same rating, unless he changed it from the last time I looked at Letterboxd. Nope. We both have it at four stars. Yes. I think it's tremendous. Uh, The thing that's keeping me at four stars and not going higher for as much as I enjoyed it and loved it is that it's it's two hours and five minutes. Like, we could have did this in an hour and a half, maybe. Um, like Chris had said, there's definitely like a cool like 30 minutes that can be yeah shaved off. For sure. I, I, like there's a lot of points where they cut back and forth between like kaiju fights and, and the zillions and and the the mutant superhuman people where like, no, just can we stay with the kaiju fight for a minute here? Like I'm having fun. Angiris is in a ball and he's about to get soccer kicked. Like, let, let's stay there for a minute. Um, and, and there are lulls. Like, it's not as action-packed as I made it out before, but it definitely is action-packed. Um, you keep the motorcycle fight, the, the motorcycle fight, and Don Fry with the samurai sword in and cut out all the human parts, I'm not going to be that upset. 
You love that motorcycle fight. Dude, the motorcycle fight was surprising me. In my notes, it literally (laughs) said, all right, I'm fucking, I'm kind of sick of these fucking people talking. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, well, I'm back in motorcycle fight. This is sick. Wait, I love this. This is sick. But yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of fat that could have been trimmed off and they could have went more monster fights. Give me all monster fights. Give me two hours of monster fights. And you'll get my fifth illustrious star. Four stars. Mike, do you have any four-star notes? I want four stars. Um, it, it's it's a blast. It's an absolute blast. It's a romp. It's a hoot. I just it, it has everything that I want out of a Godzilla movie. It's fun. It's chaotic. There's a ton of monsters. I love the look of the 2004 monsters and the effects and the costumes and everything. It's easily one of my favorites. I, I don't think I'd necessarily say that it's um, like one of the best in terms of like from a, a film standpoint, but as one of the most fun Godzilla movies, like it's it's definitely up there. Top three, top five. I had such a blast watching this for the first time and man, probably like seven or eight years. I had such a blast. I had to go with my heart. I had to go with my gut. I had to go with both of them. I guess also my head. And uh, all three of them said four stars. So four it is. So I think I'm settling on three and a half. Um, I just, I I can't bring myself to give it that extra star when I think that there needs to be uh, a quarter of the movie that needs to be cut out. Um, It's a, it is definitely a blast. It is definitely a, uh, an insane movie. Um, And all the Kaiju stuff rules except for Manila. Um, The, all the, all the big battles are awesome though. Um, but I'm just not a fan of the human stuff in this movie. Um, so for that, three and a half. Mutant stuff. Yeah, the human, the mutant, the zillion, I don't care for it. Get it out of here. I don't need the Matrix fights. Give me an hour and a half of a bunch of monsters beating the shit out of each other. You know, it's going to be fun when Godzilla versus Tom comes out. And, uh... You hear me? I'm all revved up. <laughs> When Godzilla vs. Kong comes out and it turns into, give me two hours of monster fights. <laughs> give me three hours of monster fights. <laughs> I liked all the monsters. It's going to be the exact same review for all of us. We're going to be like, I liked when they fought each other. That was yeah. really cool. Well, I dude, I got so fired up in for the trailer of Godzilla vs. Kong when they're fighting on that little like barge thing. And Kong is just throwing haymakers. I'm dying to see it. That's what he's doing. Throwing him. He's kicking the shit out of Godzilla. Yeah, he is. Let me see it. Visual gags, guys. Sorry. We'll cut that part out. Hey, what uh, have we watched? I got nothing this week. I didn't watch anything good. I didn't watch barely anything. Um, I barely watched TV. I barely watched any movies. Um, so I'll pass it along to you boys. Chris, do you want to go since you went last last time? Sure, I'll go. So I, I've got two weeks to cover because I was out last week, but I really didn't watch much. Um, I watched Tango and Cash 
and it it is a uh, it is a perfect movie. There's a ton of homoeroticism. Uh, Stallone and Kurt Russell are absolutely trying to fuck each other. Uh, the movie rules. It's great. I also watched uh, Blow Up, which is uh, Michelangelo Antonioni's first um, British or English language film. Uh, it's about a photographer who finds a murder in one of his pictures. It is uh, excellent. It is uh, it, it's just an excellent movie. I recommend it to anybody who can see it. Um, then I saw uh, the So I saw uh, Nomadland. Um, it is beautiful. It's tender. It is a difficult film to watch about the people whom society has forgotten about. Um, Chloe Zhao is a, uh, an unbelievable director. Uh, her naturalistic style is, is so welcome to this movie and this, uh, and this kind of film. And, and Frances McDormand is Frances McDormand. She's incredible. Uh, as are all of the actual nomads who play fictionalized versions of themselves in the movie. Um, it, it, it's really, it's really tremendous. It's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, please go watch it. I think it's probably the front runner for best picture this year. Um, it's really tremendous. And then lastly, uh, last night I watched a film, uh, an extremely popular film that has escaped me for my entire life. Uh, I watched Alien for the first time and it is a absolutely perfect movie. Uh, it rules. It, it rips, it honks, it, it's everything. It, uh, the slow burn to actually revealing the, the alien, uh, the chest bursting scene. Um, dude, this thing's incredible. And every twist is great. The, the final, the actual like reveal of the alien is tremendous. Um, the special effects hold up as well as anything in that's been released in the last decade. Um, and then Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley is one of the most iconic, you know, heroines of all time. Um, it is a movie that I f figured out that the reason that I had never seen it before was that the first time I went to Disney World, I was 10 years old and I went on the great movie ride and uh, on the great movie ride, RIP, was there is an alien section where the, the tram sort of slows down. There's like a figurine of Ellen Ripley on the side and then the little alien hovers over you and like, Bleh! and it scared the shit out of me. And so 10 year old me was like, never watching that movie. Not going to happen. Uh, and then, and then 28 year old Chris was like, yeah, let's give this a shot. So, and I did, and I'm really glad I did because it, uh, it's awesome. And I'm going to watch aliens and alien three and the alien resurrection. Is that the fourth one? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to watch all of them. Mike, what did you watch? I have, oh man, I wish you didn't go through so many things to cover because now this is going to take forever because I have... I went through four things. Yeah, well, I have one thing that I want to talk about. So okay, this is going to take a long time. The one thing I want to shout out that I watched the other day on HBO Max is the 1980 film The Stuntman starring Peter O'Toole, Steve Railsback, and Barbara Hershey. While on the run from the police, Steve Railsback 
hides in a group of movie makers where he pretends to be a stuntman. And that's basically that. The mixture of real danger and fantasy of the movie is an interesting twist for the viewer as the two blended individual scenes. For some reason, that's in the plot summary. <laughs> but it's it's awesome. It's this stuntman who's hiding from... It's this guy who's hiding from, from police by becoming a stuntman. And it just, it rules. The incomparable Peter O'Toole is tremendous in it. Steve Relsback, I've never seen any, in anything else, but he was really good in this. And Barbara Hershey was great in it. I mean, not like Black Swan great or anything, but right. she, was, she was great in it too. But man, just seeing like Peter O'Toole as like a somewhat demented director is just tremendous. I watched it on a whim. Like, I think I had just heard that like, I think it was like looking at like a list of new things that went on to HBO Max. I mm-hmm. saw that there was something called The Stuntman and I thought that sounded interesting. So I went and checked that out and it was good. I recommend it. Hey, uh, it's weird that you didn't shout out Coming to America. I saw you watched it. Seemed like you raved about it. What do you have to say? So if you want to follow Frank on Twitter, you can follow him at FrankieFearYo. F-R-A-N-K-I-E-F-I-E-R-Y-O. See, Frank, I got it back. It took two weeks. It took two weeks, but I got it back. If you want to follow Chris on Twitter, you can follow him at Dr. Underscore Perk, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow Feature Presentation, that's us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at F-E-A-T-P-R-E-P-O-D. I left out the S. F-E-A-T-P-R-E-S-P-O-D. Next week, we are covering Shin Godzilla. Woo! Chris has been waiting years to watch it. Frank, have you watched it? I've seen it, and I bought it recently on Blu-ray. So I'm. Well, very I know, I know you bought it, but I didn't know if you'd seen it. Very excited to revisit it. It is probably, I'd say, I'd go as far as to say it's tied with the OG Godzilla for my favorite Godzilla. Well, I hope you're excited to watch Shin Godzilla next week. I'm very excited to watch and talk about it. As always, a reminder that I was once in an acapella band that put out the EP Charles the Dominant Silverback. We'll see you next week.